following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When we experience loss or grief, our soul seeks answers to the questions, How will I respond? What do I do now? Welcome to A Light for the Soul that Weeps, with your host, Dayton Ann Williams. You are beginning a journey of understanding how choosing your thoughts inspires your feelings and transforms your life. To guide you, here is Dayton Ann Williams. Welcome. Once again, it is my privilege to meet with you, and I appreciate you choosing to spend this time with me. This evening, we will be discussing the multidimensional impact of loss and grief. Previously, we have identified that loss and grief affects us emotionally, cognitively, physically, socially, and spiritually. And it will benefit us to discuss these different aspects in more detail. Understanding brings awareness. And as we become aware, we can take actions that support our purpose of healing. Otherwise, we may find ourselves reacting. And this not only impedes us in our journey to healing, it impedes our ability to live an abundant life. Before we delve into the multidimensional impact of loss and grief, I would like to talk about a behavior that is foundational in our discussion. And when used inappropriately, it acts as a barrier to progress, whether that progress is a goal or a state of being. It is a behavior that has been with us, well, throughout our lifetime, and it has served to help us make decisions and choices. That's a powerful tool, and when used aptly, it brings results that create both wellness and wholeness. Conversely, using it inappropriately creates barriers both within us as well as with our outer world. The behavior is judgment. Dictionary.com defines judgment as the ability to judge, make a decision, or form an opinion objectively, authoritatively, and wisely, especially in matters affecting action. It's good sense. It's discretion. Each aspect identified is positive, and thereby, collectively, judgment is a positive behavior. Yet, if, if we observe our responses, often we distort the use of judgment 
and make decisions from a place where we have a, a lack of knowledge or a misunderstanding, thereby creating the antithesis of an objective and wise decision. This occurs when we apply judgment to decisions based upon beliefs and perceptions that are not rooted in facts or reality. And to explore this concept more fully, let's look at a few examples. Let's say I just completed dissolution of my marriage. I entered into the marriage with a belief that I would uphold the commitments I made in sickness and in health for richer or poorer till death do us part. And now that my marriage has ended, I believe I am a failure. Even if I did not choose for the marriage to end, it has failed and therefore I am a failure. By imposing this judgment, it will affect my healing path in a multitude of ways. How I feel about myself will affect me socially and that I will believe others view me as a failure and I will then begin to feel ostracized. It will affect me spiritually cognitively and emotionally and that my focus is on my failure thereby prohibiting me to have feelings of worthiness. My initial judgment of failure initiated a chain reaction across my entire life. I made a judgment solely based upon what I believed and how I felt. Let's suppose I am a single woman who has never been married, nor born or adopted any children. I have a fulfilling career, and I spend uh, roughly 10 hours each week volunteering at a local shelter. My life is full of friends and activities And I also have a dog that has been with me for the past 10 years. I got her when she was six weeks old. She is a dear companion and a huge part of my life. Every morning, uh, we take a long walk through the woods and it's something we both thoroughly enjoy. Recently, she took ill and passed away quickly. Also recently, one of my dear friends lost her spouse. If I allow thoughts or feelings of comparison to enter my consciousness, I could make the judgment that my friend's loss is greater than mine. For how can the death of an animal compare to the death of a spouse? Or so I tell myself. Whenever we compare the loss we are experiencing with another's loss, we invoke judgment that is not based in 
objectivity, or soundness. Loss and grief is incapable of comparison. It is an experience, therefore it can be understood, yet the understanding is limited because each loss is a unique experience and uniquely ours as part of our journey. If we compare our loss to another and deem another's loss as greater, we negatively affect our ability to heal, to acknowledge what we are feeling and move through our process. Let's say I am inclined to exhibit type A personality. I like for things to be straightforward. And I am not only punctual, I prefer everyone else to be as well. Some would call me a workaholic. However, I am simply dedicated and I will not stop until the work is finished. When my inbox gets above 20 mails, I become a bit stressed. Relaxation is Uh, somewhat of a waste of time uh, as I am far more interested in moving from one destination to the next. The journey is to be completed as quickly as possible. Consequently, I am motivated by should. I should work long hours. I should do a great job. I should anticipate issues and resolve them quickly incompetently. If we have any characteristics of a type A personality, we can recognize how we are driven by should. One aspect is that we tend to think that we should be able to handle anything and everything that happens. And it's simply a matter of gaining control of the situation. Encountering a loss that catapults us into a should situation could produce devastating results. Instead of making the journey through the loss or grief, we will expect ourselves to perform as we, we would in any situation thereby passing judgment. On any thought or feeling that does not support superhuman behaviors that we are prone to exhibit. And this merely impedes our healing, for we have passed judgment. Effectively, we are claiming that we should not allow this human experience of loss and grief to affect us. The inappropriate use of judgment, as we have seen by these examples, can hinder our journey of healing. And these are only a few examples of how judgment can be misused or misdirected, removing positive aspects and creating additional stressors to the loss that we are already experiencing. Therefore, it is beneficial to be mindful of our self-talk and aware of how we make use of judgment. 
And as judgment is foundational in the discussion we will engage in regarding the multidimensional aspects of grief, another tool that will assist us in our discussion is gentleness. And to highlight this concept, uh, I will read another passage from my book, Dragonflies, New Beginnings for Healing from Grief and Loss. And you may explore this book in depth on my website, www.primepurposecoaching.com, and clicking on the Dragonflies tab. This is beginning 27. The sympathetic nervous system, a subset of the autonomic nervous system, is responsible for providing our body with a quick response system that prepares us for fight or flight. This amazing system works automatically and functions below our level of consciousness. It is responsible for helping us perform those amazing feats that would be outside of our ability given normal circumstances, for example, carrying a person twice our weight. Yet since our bodies respond to stress without a filter, measuring the degree of necessity, it becomes essential to help ourselves during those times that the stress becomes continuous and extensive. Those times when we are surrounded with emotional pain so acute it is painful to touch our own skin. We begin with gentleness, and this becomes our light through the darkness. We rest when we need to rest. We eat at regular intervals. And as we cleanse our body, we welcome the water flowing over our limbs and allow it to carry away some of the stress we are holding. I am beginning to practice gentleness. The time to take a short break is approaching, and during our break, I would encourage you to reflect on your journey and identify if judgment has impeded your progress. And perhaps this would be something you would want to explore in a journal entry. Or you may want to explore how you exhibit gentleness in your journey and how how helpful it is to do so. When we return, we will discuss the cognitive and emotional impact of loss and grief. This is Dayton Ann Williams, and you are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please stay tuned. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Prime Purpose Coaching will assist you in creating a path to freedom through answering the questions of your soul. How do I move through the pain of loss or grief? How do I move forward and create an abundant life for me? At Prime Purpose Coaching, we have made this journey ourselves, and it would be our privilege to guide you. To learn more, please visit www.primepurposecoaching.com. We look forward to walking with you on your journey to healing. Tune in to Embrace Your Inner Self and Empower Yourself with host Sangeeta Patel. This is the show you've been waiting for. It's about moving forward with relationships, money, emotional healing, and meditation. 
How do you remove energy blockages from your body? You'll learn about this as well as exploring how the yin and yang works to balance your life. Sangeeta and her guests are here to discuss your personal blueprint to a better life. Listen Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to A Light for the Soul that Weeps with your host, Dayton Ann Williams. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dayton at PrimePurposeCoaching.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. In our previous segment, we discussed some foundational principles that are helpful to bring into our awareness as we move forward in our healing process. We discussed how using judgment inappropriately can impede our progress as we explored some examples involving beliefs, perceptions, comparisons, and the shoulds that we impose on ourselves. We also discussed how gentleness supports us in our journey and is a choice we can make from moment to moment. In this segment, we will discuss the impact of grief on our cognition and our emotions, for they are intimately connected as feelings are created from our thoughts. For me, The impact of grief on my cognition was acute and disturbing in many ways. I rely heavily on my mind and my ability to process information, make sound decisions, perceive solutions to obstacles, and to communicate. Grief seemed to clog the flow of information that I was receiving from my senses and prohibiting my mind from receiving data so that it could respond efficiently. Everything moved in slow motion. It was, if I was communicating with someone, I was still processing their first sentence while they continued to speak. As I was unable to receive the entire message, I was unable to effectively engage in communication. However, anything that required me to process information was impacted. A trip to the grocery store, even with a list of items to purchase in my hand, was a challenge. I had difficulty recalling what aisles items were located on and I found myself backtracking. If I was being observed, most likely the observer would wonder if I had ever even been in a grocery store. I'm certain I gave the appearance of just being lost. Driving a car, something I had been doing for decades, was a challenge. My reflexes were slowed and automatic responses were impaired. 
There was once I was on my way to a meeting and I took a detour through a parking lot that had a steep incline as it merged with the street. And as I moved up the incline, I had difficulty remembering how to operate the clutch. And I ended up waving everyone behind me to pass until I could coast back down into the parking lot. And I just sat in my car, weeping, paralyzed to move forward. And my really my only option was to just let the thoughts and feelings flow until they eventually subsided. And I was able to locate another route that avoided the incline so that I could reach my destination. And these are just a few examples of how my cognition was impacted by grief, and I am certain that you can easily come up with your own examples from your experiences. Let's move our discussion to the emotional impact of loss and grief. This is perhaps the easiest to identify simply because we are human and emotion is very much a part of the human experience. When we feel emotion, there is a continuum that will range from intensity to a complete disregard as if we jammed the feeling deep into the core of our being and there's everything in between. Grief behaves comparable to the waves in an ocean. At times the waves are rough and pound with intensity and at other times they are gentler in their movement. And we recognize this difference. A wave of grief will appear and we feel the intensity. Our gut wrenches, tears may flow and the feeling can be quite overwhelming. And then there are other times we feel the grief running just below the surface of our consciousness. Perhaps we have a sense of sadness, our expressions are a bit subdued, or our ability to see beauty in our environment is diminished. As we move through the grief, as we progress on our journey, the emotional experience changes. The time frame between the forceful waves of grief lengthen and the intensity of the feelings lessen. The more present we are with each wave, the more beneficial to our movement through the grief. And this is true for any experience. Denying a feeling or stuffing a feeling does not allow healing to occur or events to be experienced. It merely prolongs the process or creates an imbalance in our system that will manifest as disease or illness. Loss and grief, as we have discussed before, is what we are experiencing based upon an event in our life. And as we all know, life continues regardless of the event. Although our life has radically changed, although the impact to our being is acute, life continues. 
our life continues. Others continue. The bills still need to be paid. And we still have commitments and responsibilities. Regardless of the type of loss experience, our cognition and emotions will be impacted. Our system perceives loss as a trauma, and therefore it is a stressor. The loss of a job can impact our identity, our feelings of worthiness, our financial security. The loss of a relationship can also produce the same impact. In other words, loss is similar far more than it is dissimilar. Obviously, the type of loss will have its own unique qualities requiring specific steps to move through the loss, healing from the death of a loved one as opposed to healing from the loss of a job. And this is where our discussion of judgment and gentleness become helpful. Awareness of when we are judging our experience and how we are judging our experience is directly proportional to how we move through the experience and support our healing. How we identify with the experience is also directly proportional to how we move forward. Whether the loss is a relationship or a job, if we are consumed with thoughts and feelings of unworthiness, there will be an impact on our healing. And even though the ultimate outcome of each is different, the steps to healing are quite similar. And this is what I have discovered as I have reviewed the depth and the breadth of losses over my lifetime. The impact of grief on our cognition and emotion is significant. And gentleness toward ourselves is one of the most loving things we can do. We are approaching the time to take a short break. And during our break, I would encourage you to consider the loss you are experiencing and how it impacts your cognition and emotions. How do you respond to what you are thinking and feeling? Do you give yourself permission to feel the feeling and move forward? Do your thoughts support your goal of healing? Do you walk your healing path with gentleness? When we return, we will discuss how grief impacts us spiritually. This is Dayton Ann Williams, and you are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please stay tuned. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. 
If you're looking for tips for personal success, look no further than DJ and the Bear, keeping you at the top of your game with your hosts, leadership and personal effectiveness consultant, Dietta Jones and Richard Dent, formerly of the champion Chicago Bears. Together as a husband and wife team, they've raised a family, owned two successful businesses, led major philanthropic initiatives through their foundation, and lived the ultimate lifestyle. Find out their secrets. Listen every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Prime Purpose Coaching will assist you in creating a path to freedom through answering the questions of your soul. How do I move through the pain of loss or grief? How do I move forward and create an abundant life for me? At Prime Purpose Coaching, we have made this journey ourselves, and it would be our privilege to guide you. To learn more, please visit www.primepurposecoaching.com. We look forward to walking with you on your journey to healing. Tune in every week for the Wellness Lounge, a step further with host Desiree Watson. Our program empowers you to incorporate a wellness lifestyle into your life, supported by a diverse selection of guests, including physicians, athletes, and education and government professionals. While helping you realize the connection between mind, body, and spirit, you'll achieve a personal edge in injury avoidance, stress management, and personal development. The Wellness Lounge, a step further, airs Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment, and Saturdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps with your host, Dayton Ann Williams. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dayton at PrimePurposeCoaching.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. We were discussing the impact of loss and grief on our cognition and emotions and how the inappropriate use of judgment can impede our healing progress and conversely, how gentleness can benefit us. In this segment, we will discuss how loss and grief impacts us spiritually. The concepts I introduce will be general in nature, for spirituality is very personal, and I honor both your personal beliefs and the practice that represents your expression of a universal consciousness, your connectedness in this time and space. So please keep in mind that the benefit that the beliefs I share are my own and merely a reference point for our discussion. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Therefore, each and every event will be experienced from a spiritual perspective and a human perspective. 
an event will be perceived from whichever perspective we choose. It can be viewed from both perspectives and it can change, for example, as one moves through the grief process. The message I wish to convey is that regardless of one's spiritual belief or foundation, if they experience a loss, they will feel a loss. The ability to experience emotions is one of the greatest gifts in our human experience. And the human experience is comprised of contrast, joy, sadness, pleasure, pain, peace, despair, appreciation of our experiences are heightened because of the contrast. If we have recently experienced sadness, once our joy returns, it is so much richer, so much more beautiful. The contrast has made us more aware. And if you would like to explore this con- concept of contrast, and please visit andydooley.com. His messages are enlightening and uh, he is uh, quite delightful to listen to. I will use one of my experiences to illustrate this concept. I believe that we will leave this time and space when our journey is complete. My belief is solid. I am firm in stating it and expressing it. And for me, it's as matter of fact as 2 plus 2 equals 4. Even though this is my belief, whenever a loved one leaves this time and space, I feel sadness. And this certainly was the case when my son was killed. That experience, more than anything previously, highlighted contrast and its uniqueness as a simultaneous existence in my consciousness. I felt deep sadness whenever I would think of my son and knowing that I would never again experience him experience him through my physical senses. I would not see him goofing off with his brother or sister or hear him laugh or feel his kiss on my cheek when he would greet me or watch his eyes twinkle when he was posed to strike mischievously. Nevertheless, I could feel immense joy when I thought of the space he now occupies. He is free. He is untethered. He is unbound. He is pure love. And when I feel him through my spiritual senses, I feel joy 
I feel happiness. It is viewing the impact of loss and grief on us spiritually that makes the words of Pierre de Chardin, a Jesuit priest and French philosopher, so valuable. And for reference, I will again read his quote. In the final analysis, the questions of why bad things happen to good people transmutes itself into some very different questions. No longer asking why something happened, but asking how we will respond, what we intend to do now that it happened. The reason I believe Deschardins' quote is so valuable is that regardless of our spiritual beliefs, we all must answer the same question. What do we intend to do now that it happened? How will we address the multidimensional impact of grief or loss? What choices will we make to heal to move forward with our life? What judgments will we impose on ourselves? And how will we use gentleness and love to help us heal? We are approaching the time to take a short break. And during our break, I encourage you to consider your path and the choices that you are making which support your intent to heal. Are there any adjustments that you would make that would benefit you? Are you aware of your inner strength and courage? When we return from our break, We will discuss the remaining two areas impacted by grief and loss, physically and socially. This is Dayton Ann Williams, and you are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please stay tuned. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Now on Voice America. The road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The power to be with Richard Flint. Join us and more power to you. 
Prime Purpose Coaching will assist you in creating a path to freedom through answering the questions of your soul. How do I move through the pain of loss or grief? How do I move forward and create an abundant life for me? At Prime Purpose Coaching, we have made this journey ourselves, and it would be our privilege to guide you. To learn more, please visit www.primepurposecoaching.com. We look forward to walking with you on your journey to healing. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps with your host, Dayton Ann Williams. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dayton at PrimePurposeCoaching.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. I trust the break was beneficial. And as you reflected on your healing journey, that you can acknowledge your strength and courage to stay the course. In this final segment, we will explore how grief impacts us physically and socially. And let's begin with the physical. As we discussed earlier, our sympathetic nervous system is responsible for providing our body with a quick response that prepares us for fight or flight. It is an automatic response to a stressor, whether physical or emotional. Our heart begins to race, our blood pressure rises, breathing quickens and becomes shallower, and these are only a few of the automatic responses. Our bodies are equipped to handle stress. Nevertheless, a prolonged stress is a burden on our bodies, physically, cognitively, emotionally. And grief, by its very nature, is a prolonged stressor. As the journey of healing from loss and grief does not fall into a specified time frame, and as it is ineffective to ignore or deny it, as this would merely create a different form of stress, we support our healing journey by making choices that nurture our bodies. For example, our appetite may have drastically diminished. However, our body requires nourishment to perform at an optimal level. So lighter meals or eating smaller portions more often may be an approach. And although the nutritional aspects are limited, if highly questionable, I enjoy chocolate. And I have on more than one occasion consumed it solely because it makes me happy. Our sleeping patterns may be altered, and this will require us to explore options that can assist us in creating an environment to promote sleep. A cup of herb tea before bed, 
meditation or journaling to quiet our mind and release emotions. Placing a diffuser in the bedroom and using essential oils such as lavender. Perhaps it would be an optimal time to replace our pillow, our mattress. If the loss or grief is the result of an illness or injury, our physical impact is increased and requires extra levels of focus. Dependent on the nature of the illness or injury, assistance from the medical community or healing practitioners is welcomed and becomes an integral part of our healing journey. Exercise is a proven stress reducer and when appropriate with the concurrence of a medical professional provides tremendous benefits. It could be a workout in a gym or a walk around your block or perhaps yoga is something that you enjoy or gardening brings you pleasure. Even simple stretching and breathing exercises are welcomed by our bodies. Exercise has an added benefit and that it also helps us cognitively and emotionally. It creates a feeling of well-being and as we have discussed before, that is the definition of happiness. Another aspect of prolonged stress is our level of energy is reduced. You may recall how we can raise our energy level through thoughts that produce positive feelings. We can also visit a practitioner of energy work such as Reiki or cranial sacral. As a Reiki practitioner myself, I highly value the benefits of Reiki. However, when I was healing from the loss of my son, I sought a craniosacral practitioner where I made weekly visits for several months supporting my body through the process. Massage therapy is also beneficial to our mind and our body. These are merely options to consider and explore and it is by no means an exhaustive list. Often it is helpful to identify areas that have brought you joy in the past and begin again. Or perhaps there is something that you have always wanted to do, such as joining a running or cycling club. And this has the added benefit of helping us socially, which will be our next and final topic on the impact of grief and loss. We are social beings. Through our social interactions, we learn about ourselves. It is how we grow. It is how we evolve. It is why we create communities. And through this, we establish norms and mores that support us as we live, work, and play. It is why we develop beliefs such as 
it takes a village to raise a child because it demonstrates our need for one another. We are all connected. However, when we experience a loss or grief and based upon the nature of the loss, our social connections become impaired. If we have lost a job, we not only lose our financial support, we lose the community that we established in our work. Our colleagues were also our friends and we no longer have the daily connection we once had. Well, certainly we could continue to meet for lunch or even after work. However, it's not the same and we recognize and feel the difference. If we have lost a partner, there are numerous social connections that are also impacted. We are no longer a couple, and therefore the connections we had with other couples are impacted. Perhaps we are required to leave our residence and find a new place to call home. Perhaps we are financially impacted, thereby affecting memberships and other social functions or gatherings. As humans, we place value on our roles. And if we have heavily identified with our role, then we will feel our loss compounded by the changes in our role, by the loss of the person and every connection created with the person. It is easy to understand how experiencing loss and grief has a powerful and extensive effect on us socially because of the connections created. Yet there is another aspect to the social impact of loss and grief. If we explore the journey of healing from loss or grief, we recognize that it ha has as if our minds is protecting us. We do not feel the impact all at once. We, we feel it in doses. We experience a wave of grief and then we process. We all experience another wave of grief and then again we process. So there is a level of disconnection in that we are removed from the full effect of the trauma all at once. However, this internal disconnection, it can be felt or perceived as a disconnection with others and with our outer world. Often, we withdraw into ourselves, and this can certainly be necessary and beneficial for a period of time. If prolonged, however, it can create feelings of isolation. The social impact of loss and grief, as well as the other topics we have discussed, can be overcome by taking steps and making choices that benefit us. Calling a friend and asking how they are doing 
creates a connection and turns our thoughts to another, which has its own healing benefits. Volunteering is a wonderful way to connect with others and feel a positive contribution. Perhaps you have a love of animals and fostering a dog or cat from the local shelter would bring you joy. And if you choose to foster a dog, you will have the opportunity to socialize as you walk your dog in your neighborhood or spend time in a local dog park. Taking a continuing education class or a cooking class promotes creativity and socialization. Certainly, the options are limitless. The only requirement is a decision followed by taking the steps to reach out and re-engage. And you will reap the rewards of your effort and support your path of healing. We had a lot to cover tonight. And this was a lot of information introduced in And if there were times that you found your head tilting to the side and the thought of, huh, entering your mind, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Because that means you are pondering, you are considering, you are exploring. And give yourself a couple of days and perhaps listen to this again and see what new ideas and concepts and feelings and thoughts you receive. I've thoroughly enjoyed our time this evening, and it is coming to a close. As you begin to explore the multidimensional impact of loss and grief that you experience cognitively, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and socially. I wish you well on your journey and leave you with this thought. You are your unique expression of the divine in this time and space. As you travel your path, may love always fill your heart and light your way. I look forward to next week when we delve deeper into this topic and discuss the impact of loss and grief on self-care. This is Dayton Ann Williams, and you have been listening to A Light for the Soul That Weeps on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Blessings to you. We are delighted you've chosen to join us this week on A Light for the Soul That Weeps. Next week, Dayton Ann Williams will return with another engaging program designed to help you move forward on your journey. Tune in next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And have a beautiful week.